Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. All right, all right. We are back. How are y'all today? Um, What's going yeah. on? <laughs> okay. Could use an extra, extra 10 hours in a day. Yeah. Doing all right. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm in that space too. Just kind of floating. I feel like I've just been so, like, floating through the ozone these last couple of days. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I was just um, saying to both of y'all that if we, if eugenics were actually true, um, that (laughs) I would not survive. I realized that I am not the kind that's going to survive the hardest times. You know, I need luxuries. (laughs) I need an ease of life. (laughs) So you're not making it far in a zombie apocalypse. I, you already know my stance is I will volunteer as tribute. I feel like in the zombie apocalypse that I'm just going to be the one to volunteer to save other people because I'm really not trying to like. You're not here to sit and wait hard. for the result. Like I'm not. You know about I'm to not eat no rac- raccoon on a grill. <laughs> No, and I realized that about myself. I've I've known that about me that I'll probably be the one to volunteer to save you guys. Like if we was in a pack, I would be like, "Look, I'm gonna throw myself in, y'all wow. run, and I'm gonna be the one that you wouldn't have to run because I'm probably gonna be the one that freezes and goes ahead and gets eaten. So I'll probably <laughs> save some folks, but it'll be unintentional. It will be because she was the weakest link. She froze. She got eaten. It gave everyone else time to get away and save themselves. Yeah, I'm going to be the one to make it for years and then you are. die because I, I stepped on a nail and was infected <laughs> with something. Like, you got locked Because I'm ready. Right. I'm ready for the apocalypse. Is locked a real thing? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I just thought it was something my dad would say so that we wouldn't run outside barefoot. <laughs> well, I don't know if you get it from get, from being barefoot. <laughs> well, you know, so I grew up in the super country, and so there were random things just outside, right? So don't run outside Wait. barefoot because you might step on a nail and get locked, y'all. See, see, now what I'm about to have to do is Google if there's a connection between barefoot and locked, y'all, because that one is absolutely new to me and and that's why i said that's the only context i know it in is if you step on something rusty you'll get locked jo- okay i stop so it's tetanus <laughs> it's a bacterial infection this is why i would volunteer a tribute you see what i'm saying the logic for sure doesn't always wrap well i guess if you stepped on something and you got tetanus from stepping on it, you could get locked jaw. Yeah, it so, says that locked jaw is another yeah. name for tetanus. Okay. See, but I'm thinking of locked jaw as the dental problem of locked jaw, not oh. tetanus. So that's why I'm I was oh. Okay. It was not connecting. See, he didn't explain tetanus. He was just like, Don't do it, you're gonna get locked jaw. And I was like, Oh man, I don't wanna get locked jaw because then how I'm gonna eat. No, what you don't want to do is have to take that tetanus shot. That's what you don't want because that Makes sucker sense. hurts. <laughs> Makes sense. That sucker hurts. But all in all, I am I'm, I'm making my way. Right. <laughs> so we have a balance here. Shari is going to, you know, volunteer as tribute. I will save thousands from my lack of ability to respond and I will be the sacrificial lamb and April will live on to see the end only to die from lockjaw. <laughs> All right guys. It's gonna be, gonna be something random. My, I'm gonna put my survival book. Well that's our show everyone. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I hope you learned something in these first three minutes. <laughs> learn something about the three of us, right? <laughs> that is funny. Um, well, I have a question um, for you all. The question of the week is, what song instantly puts you in a good mood? Oh, man. 
That's a great question. Because I probably should listen to it after this episode. So it depends on what type of good mood. Because I got a few. Okay. So my inspirational spiritual song that puts me in a good mood is, well, there's a couple of them. And I'm, it's probably ringing a bell because um, my mentee was singing it on something. And then I went and played it um, Sunday, uh, Saturday morning because I was feeling a little spiritual. But encourage yourself. I think it's, is it Donna Lawrence? Donna, don't. And the try, the try. Donna Lawrence, tri- yes. I was about to say yeah, Donna, Donna Lawrence. Lawrence. But yes, so that's Lawrence. that one. But then, I don't know why, but that Mary J. Blige, Just Fine, that's my feel-good song. <laughs> and then my feel-good song is by Avant, Grown, I think it's called Grown Man. That's a deep yeah. cut. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it ever made the radio. Yeah, Erica. Erica always has those deep cuts. That yeah, it's, we're just yeah. Like what? I'm, I never. I'm heard always. That. Yeah, I'm not the. You know what? That's because the radio never puts out the real hit. I would agree to that. That's true. Agreed. Yeah. Um, for me, if I want to like Erica's spiritual happy, mine is "Smile" by Kirk Franklin. Of course, I really, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I can so see that. <laughs> I absolutely love that song. Um, and it, it gets me it like in, in the video. Like, I just love the video and like how they're like goofing around and just being happy in the video. So that's one. Um, and then just kind of regular, everyday happy. I would say anything by Emily King. Like Emily King, like her music just across the board, especially um, her second and third album. Those are the two. That really just get me like in a really good mood, really kind of chill, but also like peppy good mood. So those would be, those would be the ones. What about you, April? So I have a playlist. Uh, it's called In Case of Emergency. <laughs> and it's about seven songs on there that put me in a good mood. So I will say um, one is Something Special by Usher. Oh yeah, I love that song. Um, and Golden Time of Day by the Oh, Bates. yeah, that's such a great song. So I would say that one yes. relaxes me. Those are relaxing. So oh, wait, I take that back. Those put me in a better Very mood. Very nice. So ones that made me happy is um, Dance with I Want to Dance yes. with Somebody. I yeah, I was going to say that, but I knew you were, so I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I was like, no, that's April song. <laughs> yeah, that is my instant... Um, yeah what is the last song that y'all listen to like if you look at your music app what's the last song that you listen to Ooh, let me pull it up let's see probably a song i don't know because oh yeah and i didn't know mine was full moon by brandy really oh you getting ready you getting ready for the verses i'm getting ready for the verses (laughs) and i'm missing old brandy like this new Brandy, I don't know her. I don't know she. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the new the new Brandy. <laughs> I don't like this new album, but I think I think she still got some stuff in her. I think she I think she could pull out a uh, um Yeah. I think so. I definitely think so. I should say I'm not a fan of the new Brandy's album. The new album, yeah. like you said. Yeah. I think she got if she just can get with the right group, she better. The last song I listened to was a song called Escape from LA by the Weeknd. Ah, nice. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. Was it good? Or was it just kind of like yeah, background? Sorry, noise? it's the weekend. It was background noise. Mm-hmm. It's not something I need to listen to again. But it wasn't bad. It was the weekend. So it had like the eighties. He's on his eighties vibe. He right is. Now. What was mine? What about you, Erica? Don't be I shuffling. Was- no, I'm looking. Well, because the last thing I played was my gospel playlist on yeah. YouTube. And I'm trying to, I don't know what the last song was that played on the playlist. Mm-hmm. But I guess, well, I guess it would be the last song on my playlist. So let's see, because I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, It's uh, Brian Cage, Faithful to Believe. Very nice. I've never heard of him. Oh yeah, um, faithful to believe. I believe, yes, yes, I do believe. Yeah, no, oh, it's a very upbeat. <laughs> like it's one of those, you know, <laughs> one of those snap your fingers, clap your hands, kind of chomp your songs. feet. Yeah, 
I have an old school gospel playlist because, like, for a while I kind of struggled with, like, okay, I'm not really, like, I like the R&B style, um, you know, faith-based music, but I, when I really need, I have to turn to the old school, so. All right. Well, ladies, a little <laughs> different kind of show today. We are going to be, usually we kind of talk about some stuff that's happening in social media right after our check-in, but today we are going to just kind of cover a few things because, you know, as we were gathering and meeting and just kind of talking, there's just a lot of stuff that has been going on in social media. So we're going to spend some time talking about those random happenings. Um, and I guess I'll start because the one that just really caught my attention this week um, was the story about, um, this his name is Tim Norman from the mm-hmm. show Sweetie Pies. So I'm not sure, listeners, if you have been following the story or you heard about the story but um, Tim Norman is the, was it the son of the owner, I think her name is Bobby Montgomery, the owner of Sweetie Pies. And I guess back in 2014, 2000, maybe 14 or 2016, her nephew was killed. And, the, you know, I kept kind of seeing Tim's face and I kept saying, Tim Norman of Sweetie Pies. And I, I wasn't reading the article, but it just kept coming up. And I finally clicked on it and it was talking about he is believed to be involved in a um, murder for hire plot that resulted in the death of his nephew. I think his name was Andre. Yeah. Andre, have you guys heard the story? Yeah, I have. And it, it blew my mind. I I didn't watch the show for real, for like faithfully, but I caught enough clips of mm-hmm. it to know like who Miss Robbie was, who, uh, who Tim was. And I, I vaguely remember Tim, was he married or did he have like a girlfriend on the show? He was like, I remember married. There being... mm-hmm. He was married. Okay. I remember there being some drama mm-hmm. like with him and, and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they ended up getting a divorce. Yeah, I think during the airing of the show, right? I want to say, yeah, it was some, it was something I didn't watch faithfully. My, my, my parents would watch and I would maybe catch, you know, some of it if I was in the room or there, but, um, I wasn't a faithful watcher, but I knew, you know, about Sweetie Pies and I knew about the show. So, I mean, I guess that's probably why I didn't initially click on it, but, um, after reading it, I was literally sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I clicked on it was because, uh, again, what, someone had it on their social media feed saying, I keep seeing this video come up. Um, and it just really makes me sick that he is able to sit with the family and discuss the death of the nephew, knowing that he had some responsibility. And so I clicked on it and it was the, you know, how the end of shows they'll have like the, I guess the reunion or show where they talk about that season, kind of like how, how real, you know, housewives does. And they're literally talking about, I mean, the family is sitting there, they're in tears, they're crying. They're talking about the loss of this young man. And he's sitting there saying, well, I think the reason why, you know, we're you we're losing, so many of our young men to gun violence is because these young men are being raised by women. Wow. That's how he spent it. Wow. That misogyny jumped out. Oh my God. And I was like, what? And he was saying, yeah, they've been raised by women. And so they seek validation from other men in the streets. And so they go and they gravitate towards these groups or these gangs or whatever you want to, characterize them as um, and they're looking for something out in the streets because they're surrounded by women Uh that speaks a lot actually that that says a lot and i was just like sir you're gonna sit here and say this knowing i mean your family is literally sitting over there grieving for sure and that is the response and and then it also had the clip where um miss bobby fired him for physically assaulting Andre. This was during the show. And so, you know, people were like, see, there's always been something going on where he just had an issue 
with that young man. Hmm. Um, and it was just really sad. So when I read about the whole plot, so that was like, mm, okay. And then, like, literally, it was a whole two years later before the actual murder took place. But I'm also looking at the young lady that um, he allegedly um, conspired with, who was a stripper from Memphis, Tennessee, who basically, like, helped him locate him, right, and find out his location mm-hmm. so that whoever was the trigger man or whatever was able to go find his location and kill him. And I'm like, you had that much hate yeah. for your own nephew that you were willing to plot for two years? His murder? Um, and again, I say allegedly because, you know, everyone is innocent until proven guilty, but the story is so just distressing and damaging um wow see i didn't know that it happened like four years ago so i didn't know that part um so they're just now finding or connecting all the evidence together yes okay okay wow that's so crazy and i I remember reading that some years back miss robbie um sued tim because he was opening up stores using the sweetie by name and so he's always been had some little shady dealings but that takes a lot to go to go to resort to murder Mm -hmm. um so yeah that is i yeah yeah that's been one of the social media things i did not expect yeah Um, and that's so sad it is very sad it is a very sad it's very sad and to also know how close his own son was to his cousin Oh wow! So the his son was close to the nephew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah, that is very sad. But I, I would say, like things like that, especially when like life insurance and stuff is involved, like it happens more often than we think it does. You know, um, so insurance fraud is, is a real thing. It is a very real thing. That's crazy. So the thing that's been on my timeline the most has been again <laughs> Megan the Stallion. Oh yeah. Um, more so the reactions um and lack of sympathy and just like yeah. here we go again. And it is so funny for lack of a better word, because I, I think of uh last our last episode with, with Chad and Marvin and we touched on like how they felt about hearing black women say they don't feel protected. Um and I was like, this is a prime example of, mm-hmm. you know, what we mean, like on a larger scale. Now, and I get that, you know, we can't paint a large brush just because a few idiots on social media are saying some things. Um, but what I always think about is the comfort people have saying things. Because people know when to censor themselves or they have an unpopular opinion. Like, no, they know if they're going to say something that's going to get them, like, canceled or whatever, they're not going to say it. But the fact that people, men and women, have no problem questioning the legitimacy of Megan's story or what does she do? Like, I've been hearing a lot of that. Well, she was probably fighting him. Nobody just shoots someone for no reason. Like, what? Really? Because last time oh, I checked, people shoot people all the time. <laughs> all the time. I mean, people were coming up. This don't sound right. Something is more to the story. And it's like, wow, you're really going out of your way to not believe her and I, I i had a dialogue i feel like that with someone or someone else's post um because he was like well first that wasn't a gunshot that was glass and how was she shot in the foot and didn't break anything or tear any ligaments and three she walked to the police and what kind of gunshot let somebody walk and i was just like you're defending tori harder than he is defending himself right because i ain't seen have you seen anything I have Nothing. I have not seen anything. Cause guess and these neighborhood detectives like <laughs> what? Right, he doesn't need to do his bidding. He got he got attorneys. Right, right. But y'all are here. and so it's just like this is kind of what we mean when we say things like this. Because if you are responding like this to a celebrity, you know, look, you know, Kimberly from down the street who is experiencing violence from her part, like. She has no right. <laughs> like no chance of you. Has no protection. Yeah, because yeah. right, if and she so comes out the door, Kimberly down the street comes out the door with a bloody nose and a black eye and be like, she must have was running that mouth 
ain't nobody just gonna beat up no woman without her doing something I mean right because women always doing something to deserve getting beat up you know like that whole dialogue yeah so it's a couple it was a couple things that kind of just really um bothered me and not just because it's Meg because you know she's a young girl like I feel bad for her to have to deal with this type of trauma publicly and then to not even be be given the respect of, of being a victim that she's having to prove right. her experience, but just how we look at domestic violence and how we just don't understand it. Like I saw several people asking questions like, why would you not tell? Because recently Meg came out and said it was Tory Lanez who shot her. And she said that she was trying to protect him and herself because she didn't want to tell the police that one, there was a gun in the car they were shooting, especially with everything going on. Mm-hmm. They all could have ended up dead. Um, right. She didn't want to get him into trouble. And while she's doing all of that, he's, you know, him and his people are spreading like dirt on her and trying to insinuate other things. And so people, a lot of people were like, well, why is she just now coming out and who gets shot and doesn't tell the police? I'm like, oh, have you all never met a survivor of abuse? Right. Yeah. Someone else put another spin on it that like, well, you know, we've got the whole no snitching kind of mentality too. And and someone else is saying, well, if you're the victim, it's not called snitching. It's called, I am the victim of a crime. I'm a victim of abuse. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people don't pay attention to like when you think about abuse and when you think about trauma, just the power dynamics that go into Mm -hmm. it. Right. It's just like, oh, well, if this was done to you, why didn't you say something or why didn't you report Mm -hmm. it? And it's like, well, there's there's this thing called power Mm -hmm. dynamics and this thing about, you know, what when you are in those situations, like oftentimes your mind is thinking about protection, you know? So it's really interesting to hear Meg say, like, I was really trying to protect myself, protect him, protect us because your body automatically goes to a space of what can I do to protect Mm -hmm. me? What can I do so that I don't receive any more trauma so that I don't receive any more abuse? And I think when we have these really quick judgments of, well, why didn't they just say something? Why didn't she just report it? It totally negates just what your mind is mentally doing in that moment. Because in the the face of trying to protect yourself, to say, I'm going to tell on, you know, the perpetrator of my abuse, you have to think, if I say something, could he kill me next time? Or could she kill me next time? You know, I don't know what the level, what what their limit is. And so you, you, you're thinking about survival. And then some people are, you know, in that, that whole mindset of, you know, they're hoping that it doesn't happen again. You know, their their perpetrator also, you know, plays with their mind. They mess with their psyche to the point where, you know, they really truly believe that this person is doing these things out of care for them, out of love for them. There's lots of explanations as to why someone would not tell or why a victim would wait. Um, and just the fact that, she's not been given the courtesy or has had to prove her victim status versus the person who's being accused having to prove their innocence. And it's, you know, you said that it made me think of when celebs get caught cheating, what specifically with the, um, Nicole Murphy. And, oh my goodness. Um, what was the, yeah. I can't remember. Fruqua, Fruqua, Antoine something. Fruqua. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And how so much heat was laid on Nicole Murphy. Meanwhile, and she's, you know, speaking out about it and, and putting out statements and putting out apologies. And meanwhile, he had the husband who is married to Leroy Rashawn. Yes. Rashawn um, has said nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's similar. I mean, not 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 similar in impact, mm-hmm. obviously not. But the dynamics are very similar of having to prove and who gets to speak out and who gets to gets the benefit of the doubt and then Leela Rashawn was pulled into it on her was pulled into on her up uh, on her physical appearance for justification for her husband having an affair like and the person no... who remained silent the whole time 
or was allowed to remain silent, right? Like he didn't have to say anything because he wasn't pulled and called into and, question. Which, which blew, I mean, when I tell you, it blew my mind. And so when you said that, it made me think of that. Um, and also the other dynamic of race. And and I, I hear this, I've heard this often, um, not wanting to send a black man to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a friend who posted it. She shared her story of abuse. It's a black woman. And how conflicted she was about reporting. And even when mm. her ex was sentenced for assaulting her, she was tearful in the courtroom because she felt guilt about sending him to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And I think about that with what happened with Megan, why she didn't say anything. Um, you know, and the rationalization that often happens when you have been abused or assaulted by someone you care about. Mm-hmm. Like, the care doesn't mm-hmm. go away because of that incident. It's a very um, tricky situation, but I'm, I'm, I'm sad about the overall conversation um, and just what that means about people and how people can be so just hateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause I, I guess I take the mindset that if you tell me something happens to you, I'm going to believe you. Right. Unless I have reason otherwise, unless you have shown to be a person of ill repute. Mm-hmm. And even then, I'm probably still going, you know, unless it's something glaring, I, I tend to, if you're telling me something bad has happened to you, I'm going to believe you. Like, my instinct isn't to find the holes in your story. So, it's just, it's sad. Yeah. And it also makes me think about just how, as a society, we say that certain people are deemed to be believed, mm-hmm. right? So, it makes me think about if Megan didn't rap about sexual um just her own sexual empowerment mm-hmm. and was a different type of artist you know if we would even have these questions mm-hmm. um about her and 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 who she is dealing with and what mm-hmm. it looks like you know just makes me think about the way that we put judgments on people in our society based off of what we believe is connected to what they stand for and what they talk about and how they, how they walk and you kind of like those respectability politics. Which you brings know. me to the other topic of Kamala and her criticism. So now we got another black woman, you know, who I guess would be on another side of that coin that's supposedly, um, you know, a representation of, I don't know, whatever society considers to be respectability, who's also receiving a lot of criticism. Um, And again, you know, like April was saying um, about, you know, black, you know, maybe some black women feel a guilt about sending black men to jail. I've seen that as a big argument for people saying, I am not willing to vote for her because she sent a lot of black men to jail, right? And then I've seen other people say, well, she's sent people who have committed crimes to jail, but she's also made reform where if you committed certain types of crimes, instead of going to jail, you were allowed to finish high school and get a high school diploma and then get a job as an alternative to going to prison. Um, and there are some things, you know, and here I am, I'm, I do want to say I'm not arguing for or against Kamala. I'm more so arguing how you know, black women are so heavily scrutinized on every end. She is being scrutinized for who she's married to. How black is she? Is she black enough? What she did or did not do for black people, what she will or will not do for black people. Um, Is her hair Does she, I saw somebody post today that Kamala is black because she has a perm. I'm like, y'all. Gosh, I hate it here. I'm telling y'all, like... Wow. Very dirty, very ghetto, the earth. People are getting <laughs> on my last... Would not recommend. <laughs> Would not recommend on Yelp. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's just... It's horrible. <laughs> but what... Are, have y'all seen other, like, criticisms I heard? I mean, it's it's been rampant, um, you know, through my social media in different ways. I haven't seen it as bad as the people responding to it um and mm-hmm. i think we kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago with stuff like i because i have 
filtered <laughs> my page enough. Oh, yes. I don't see the initial, but I do see people responding to it. Like I saw it the most when she was first running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing with Kamala is I think there are some legitimate things to critique on. Absolutely. But oftentimes what I'm hearing is people not critiquing those things or they're, they're only repeating talking points mm-hmm. that yeah. they heard. Um, like I was listening to a podcast and they were saying like she's ranked as one of the most progressive senators. Like there are sites who they do rankings um, like based on ideologies mm-hmm. and she's pretty high up there um, around now. I wouldn't necessarily consider her a progressive, but compared to others, um, you know, her peers, she is. So a lot mm-hmm. of the things that people are saying is like, well, actually, when you look at what she's done, that's not necessarily true. Now, I think what tends to happen is with anybody who's in been who's been in politics long enough, you are always going to find some decisions or some some things that they made that you don't agree with. And I think sometimes we don't give politicians or people the opportunity to grow um, mm-hmm. especially on crime mm-hmm. um like i i remember when the crime bill was a thing i was young but i remember how bad crime was i remember all mm-hmm. the campaigns of stop the violence and we got and how many black leaders and black politicians were behind the crime behind bill. it and now mm-hmm. we see the effects of it and we can go oh this really wasn't a good idea we should and so instead of just acknowledging that when you know better you can do better, you do better. I mean, it's do like better. well why did you sign it then and you were you're against black people like well no 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 it's not always that cut and dry and i think with kamala um i think as a prosecutor it does put her in a difficult position especially now with so much focus on criminal justice reform and mm-hmm. how you know defunding the police so i think but kind of what Erica said, she has done some things to help with reform. But again, there are some things that I think you can critique her on. And I'm not, I'm a, I believe you should critique any politician. Absolutely. But when she started getting into who she's sleeping with and right. is she black enough? And her parents. Her, and then yeah. You don't care about her policies. You just, you just don't want to see this woman who you can't identify. You can't put her in a box. And, um, and these are some of the same people who deemed um, President um, Bill Clinton black. How how he get to be black for playing a saxophone and this sister or don't get Obama, I, it, Obama, it, Obama, it was, <laughs> Obama's white mom didn't stop some of these same people from calling him a black man. Uh, yeah, but with that, with this Kamala, it's all of a sudden well, and it's uh, the, uh, the arguments are so weak, which kills me because I'm like you could actually critique probably on some legitimate stuff right yes like she has quite a bit to critique but you're going to her race or like like erica said like who she's married or you know like those types of things her family and i just wish we would get stay focused on the issue and they're like well part of that just goes back into proof that she's not for black people well there are there are non-black brown political people who are who support issues that are relevant to you know our communities just as there are black brown people who support issues that are relevant to our communities it's not and about what does that mean? right it, it shouldn't matter as long as look we need to be looking at these people and saying okay look for, let's see like what she did where are areas that we want to make sure that she corrects on or not just her anybody and then push for that Get people prepared to be in these positions of power. Why do we wait until it's a presidential election to be involved in in political decisions? Y'all, we got people right here who, people you know who you Locally. need to be supporting for mayor and supporting for these, these seats, you know, right here in your communities that will eventually move into these positions. Take an interest yeah. there. And will be worthwhile politicians. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody brought up a really interesting point, and I can't remember where I heard it, but they were saying Eric Holder didn't get any of this grief, and he was the top cop in the world. Or not in the world, but in the country. Um, he never got this same criticism um, into his policies, and because a lot of it was like, oh, but she's a cop. And so I was like, you know what, you're right. I didn't, I didn't hear this same criticism and critique and going into his personal life and who he's dated mm-hmm. so I, I definitely think there's a mm-hmm. lot of sexism that's peeking its head through and the thing that I think what makes me so frustrating um, is 
where have people been the last four years? Like, do you really (laughs) want to chance another four years of this Mm -hmm. to the point where you are questioning her? Like, that is probably what upsets me more than anything else. It's just like, do you realize what we are literally, we can't travel. Mm -hmm. We can't hug people. (laughs) Because in part to our administration and you are about to, I don't know. I can't get my social security card in the damn mail (laughs) because my mail been held up for the past month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) And you really, and and, and I think I agree with you there, April. Like that's the part that's really frustrating for me because at the end of the day, like we, we have who we have on, on the democratic bill, but and I think Amanda Sales said it, like the receipts of both Biden and Kamala together do not equal the receipts of who we have yes. right now. Our current president said anyway you he slice could kill it. a man in the middle of the street and nothing would be done. Yeah. Is that is that what you want? Like I just I just cannot. Yeah. So it's really, it's baffling. Like, that's the part that that I'm just like, it's infuriating, it's frustrating, it's baffling. Like, I am so confused about just the arguments that are coming up, you know? And, And I realize that it's not arguments of saying, don't vote for the Biden Harris ticket. They're also saying just don't vote, mm-hmm. right? Th- those are the arguments. Those are the things of like, yeah, we we don't have on either side, you know, we are screwed. So just don't vote. And it's like, wait a minute, we we tried that. Yeah, we tried that. Like that's what we did last the last four, you know, last I, four. I saw election. this. Oh, I'm sorry. And, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it right. didn't work. I, I saw this quote that I think was that you and I, Shari, that were talking about the quote. That was kind of floating around. I don't know who said it. It's like a meme. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we love memes and social media. But I, I don't know who said it or where it came from. But it was something like voting is not like marriage. It's like getting on a bus or t- making a trip. Like you're not committing to this person forever. You're committing to if you want to travel and the bus is not going exactly where mm-hmm. you need to in front of your stop that doesn't mean you just say well forget it I'm not going to travel you take the bus that's going closest to your destination and that's what they were saying like voting should be like you know we're never going to have the perfect candidate that's going to take every single one of our issues because everybody has different wants everybody has different needs everybody has different areas that are they're passionate about and important to them for this country there's never going to be a perfect partner when we talk about politics, but we have to get on and go in the direction or join with the the party or the person or whoever that's going yeah. in the direction that we need to go and then make it our business as citizens of this country to hold these people accountable and put their feet to the fire to make sure that our issues are focused on. For sure. And I just saw where... Because Kamala, I'm looking at some of the bills she's introduced, and the first two that came up were Mental Health Telemedicine Expansion Act, Mental Health Professionals Work Shortage Loan Repayment Act, introduced in 2018. So these were done before Corona. Justice Mm -hmm. for Victims of Lynching Act, Mm -hmm. the Defend Act, Livable Incomes for Families Today, the Middle Class Act. So, yeah, and and here's the thing. I was not on the Kamala wagon. Like she's not even who I I voted for. But right, not me right. either. I'm, right. But I'm exactly. not opposed. You know, like it's. Uh, I don't. And, I don't. Mm. And let's think about this. It takes you four, some people five, some people six years to get a degree. That means you mm-hmm. learn and you grow. There is so much growth that can happen in the in the course of four years. We're talking about looking at this woman's record and people are only stopping from two, starting from 2004 to about 2015. They're not looking at anything else that has been done. Again, not on her wagon. I'm just saying like we need to have a balanced view of these things and say, hey, these things that you did were great. These things that you did, you know, this doesn't work for us. This is, this is, this is detrimental. 
let's say, hey, what do you plan to do? Because this, like Shari said, this is what we have. Right. And I don't think people do a good job of holding two things at right. the same time. Right. So they're they're mixing political reform. We want better politicians with what's happening right now. And it's like, well, this is what we got right now. And if we want better politicians, let's do the things that we mm-hmm. need to do. Like you were saying, Erica, to get better politicians mm-hmm. in those seats where they can rise to this mm-hmm. power, you know? And so, but they're mixing it. They're like, oh, well, no, we need a better politician for this bill. And it's like, well, no, this is the ticket that we have. This is what we're going to have to to vote on. And we can still do more locally to to aid and to really cultivate politicians so that when they get to a space where they can be elected for these higher mm-hmm. positions, they're able and they're in a space where we feel like they are going to have our best interests. And if in we want to be honest, there were people who did not get the votes who actually did have some of those interests that people are saying mm-hmm. she did not take on. There are people who have on their platform those exact things and half of y'all didn't go out and vote for that mm-hmm. person to make it to the top ticket. Mm-hmm. Got a couple in mind. I, th- I think also <laughs> like voting is, is, is complicated for a number of reasons. It's complicated. It's, oops. It's complicated. It's not the, the easiest to understand. Um, like when you start thinking about policies and we don't do a good job with the voter literacy, then you have active, um, people trying to suppress votes to make it harder for people to vote. So you have this perfect storm of what, and then, you know, voter apathy, where it's like, well, why try if I keep getting the same yeah. results? So I think all of those things impact why people aren't going out. And then the problem, I think it's, it's twofold and, and I'm trying to do a better job of this too is like a being informed but also trying to help with the voter literacy aspect of things so um knowing where to put my energy right Mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to convert trumpers yeah it's a waste that's real you know at this point it's the people who are registered but not going out to vote like what is it going to take for them like the conversations because honestly had i not just looked up some stuff around kamala and read some things i would it would be easy for me to believe Mm -hmm. everything that's out because it's like yeah i I saw the clips of her laughing about certain things and i saw these snippets and these quotes um but then once i you know read the context it's like oh okay i okay i got some context now but that's not what's being done what we do know is the Republicans are going to do everything they can to tear her down. And they're going to use these same talking points that they're providing, you know, and that's, I just, all I know is come November, some decisions need to be made. And I hope people um, make the right decision. But I think overall, like with all of these topics, it's, and I don't know if it's because people are bored because of the pandemic, but I have seen some just ugly sides of people yeah. on social media. And I think it's because, you know, when a person's not in your face, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say certain things, but just the comments, people like it's definitely has had me questioning like humanity. Like where yes. have we always been this depraved or do, I mean, of course, like, yeah. uh, but <laughs> Like gossip sites, like the fact that something called the shade room exists that only, only think they do is like talk trash. Yeah, which is basically, and well, let me not. I was gonna say which is basically the same as nightly news, but that's just my perspective. <laughs> ah, um. <laughs> Girl. I mean, yeah, the credibility is higher, but that's basically what it is. It's like, let's show the lowlights of things. Like, you never hear like, oh, little Jimmy helped, um, you know, Miss Martha across the street with her groceries. You know, like. You know what? It's so funny that y'all both said that because it reminded me of something that somebody posted saying, um, I think it, it, it might have been a meme. I don't know. Saying there was a a, a Chinese student who was 
asking, I guess they were an exchange student and they were saying, I never understood why Americans um, get so um, angered and so passionate about the things that they hear in the news. They said, in China, we know that news is propaganda. Like, we don't even watch it. We don't take it seriously because we know that it's propaganda. It's pushing an agenda. Um, so we don't understand why why you all take the news so seriously because it all ends up being a platform for propaganda. Mm-hmm. I, like, I just think it's interesting how when we started this pandemic, kind of going to April's part, point of like seeing things during this time and like humanity. And I think it was, it's very interesting how when we started this back in March, there was this theme of we're all in this together. Right. And there was so much hope oh, and so yeah. much unity and so much just understanding and empathy um, as we were all going through this. And now it's kind of shifted into this space of separate and let's pull down you know, people and let's really like focus on the low points and yeah, it's, it's, it's disheartening. And I would like for us to continue to keep that same energy that we had in the beginning of knowing that we're all in the midst of an extremely hard time, um, still, and Mm, to still be able to have that empathy and show that understanding to just the human condition right now. Um, I would like for us to to have that, the hopeful Shari. That would be nice. <laughs> well, one way that we are seeing that unity is with the verses that are still going on for those of yes. you who were tuned into those. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of the pandemic, I think that kind of held people on and gave people some sense of sanity and something to look forward to. And I hear there's another one coming yes. up that we need to be looking forward we to. We are finally getting the verses that I have been asking for from very beginning. Brandy and Monica. I this. No, you didn't want it? Because Why not, don't, They don't like each other in real life. Well, that makes sense. And I think yeah. one of the, well, I won't say they, there's definitely is been a history of tension between the two and I think more so allegedly I don't know yeah um Mm -hmm. and I think one of the beauties of especially like with the R&B act of some of these verses is like the camaraderie you get to see that it doesn't actually feel like a competition and I just feel like this this has the potential to go left um Mm. like it would be different if I felt that those two actually like talked like they they don't they rarely reference each other they don't true maybe they need to be counseled by jill and erica (laughs) before i think they need a young referee i was gonna say oh now that would be a versus for the books girl (laughs) now you want it to be messy you want that to be messy that would be a versus for the books honey I think she would keep it together, but I think she'll let some of that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what she says. You gotta call it That's so hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I'm just excited to hear the music because I'm a fan of both. And so I'm excited to hear the music. They literally could just skip Brandy and Monica B in there and just like put a playlist on. Yeah, just play the so songs. So who do you have with you play know. the songs? <laughs> but <sighs> That's I've been thinking about this. I absolutely have no idea. I think Brandy's hits were definitely more commercial. So I could see, you know, if we go off of just like quote unquote bangers. But I think Monica has some amazing, amazing cuts that never made the radio. Never made the radio. Never made. That's what I'm telling you. Mm Mm-hmm. Those nine radio tracks is what really be. I'm going. That's what. Is, that's what the the Hands artistry. Down. Yeah. Easy win. Man, Monica James. I, though, I like think Street Symphony. But I know. think Brandy has the better vocals and the better. I think she has more recognizable songs for her verses. Because for her verses, like the deep cuts is not gone. Get it? No, it's so not. So I think, and honestly, I can't name more than five Monica songs outside of her first album um and if yeah i can't name wow. a monica like the last okay. time monica has had a song that made me want to go 
like purchase her album. Like listen to and it. And I, yeah, yeah. growing up, I was a Monica fan over Ray. I preferred mm-hmm. Monica's voice because it was more soulful. Um, but I didn't, to me, I didn't see her progress as much in her mm-hmm. sound. Um, so like with Monica, the stuff I listened to her is probably from the beginning. Whereas yeah, Brandy, early Monica. I span, I could span her entire yeah. career. With the exception of this last album, because I'm usually able to find like songs off of every album. This last one, I'm yeah. like, I can't pick up nothing. Struggle. Yeah, I like the one. I liked even the one before this last one. Yeah, was it Full Moon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was no, it was no. This was two eleven. Um... Let me look, girl. Let me pull up my music thing because I got it. She and that's the thing. Like Brandy has, uh, her catalog is of course more more extensive. Yeah, that's why I think she'll get it. I think after a certain point, Monica's gonna run out of recognizable songs. She's gonna be like two chains. (laughs) Two chains is like I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) But none of it'll be as bad as Teddy Riley. (laughs) Y'all not gonna mess. Y'all not gonna ruin Teddy's. Paul Teddy, Paul Teddy, Teddy needs to join me. Teddy needs to join me and be in the tribute during this Corona because he is not going. He ain't making it to the other side. All the work he's done. All the work. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna package that versus for my therapy. And anytime I have anybody who's depressed, I'm gonna diagnose. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and diagnose them, and I'm gonna prescribe. (laughs) Y'all need need to watch this versus. And I promise you, you're going to be good. You won't need no medication. Oh, no Prozac. Poor Teddy. You're going to laugh so hard. All that you've done for the music industry, <laughs> all down the drain. Because one, one verse. Because of one verse. Man, that's like the, uh, something I've been seeing on social media. It's like, we are all one decision away from something that would change our life. Man, let me tell yes, you. Now, that is very true. It's real. It's so humbling. Very much so. But one decision yep. away. But I am excited to I I won't say excited. I am interested to see what this is gonna be. I'm very apprehensive yeah. because I just like, ooh, Brandy's a little she she's a little she's a raw spitfire. with her emotions yeah. sometimes. And I think it's because of other stuff that's going on, but uh, Yeah. And Monica always has a she got a good read Monica's in her. A straight Monica shooter. got a good read. Monica's, now, personality-wise, if I, who I want to listen to talk all day, it would be Monica. But actually, yeah. you know what? I take that back because Brandy was really um, active on social media, Instagram, years ago. On Snapchat? Yeah. And I really saw, like, I saw a different side of her. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she seems so, like, she was just really cool. I loved her Snapchat. And chill. Yeah. Um, then she kind of backed off yeah. a little bit. But I think it also has something to do with Brandy being a child star and just what that does and to her people. Mama is and her mama favorite Ray yeah, J. Her mom. Like it was clear. What oh is it gosh. about some of these gospel uh <laughs> these gospel singers that seem to get that reputation? Who gospel? Her mom was Wasn't her, her mom, mom a, gospel was a gospel singer. singer. Yeah. I know her daddy sang. I didn't know her mom was a gospel singer. Her mom did too. I didn't know. Yeah, that. her mom was mm. And we saw that when her and Ray J had yeah. that TV show. Man, yes. listen, the, the, the family values yeah. or whatever. I said, oh, Sonia uh-huh. is mean. She was very and mean. Like, like mean-spirited. Her favoritism towards Ray J. Yeah. Oh, God. And I said, he oh, was that's such a Brandy. spoiled That's why Ray J is like he is, and that's why Brandy is like Yes. Oh god! I used to love Ray J growing up. Now I did like his album. Now, yeah, I thought he was cute. I I like that. Listen, I like that. Let it go. It was a couple of them on that that little (laughs) that little album that I could get with. You know, I could just wait a minute with Lil Kim. Wait a minute. That was it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah. But I used to think Ray J was so cute, but he's so. Me too. Let me tell you, I had a small picture frame that I would carry around oh, in my Lord. purse with a a magazine picture of Maj- oh, Ray J Lord. that I cut out. Girl. And in class, like I was in middle school, in class I would put the picture oh, frame on my no. desk every class. No. And this, ladies and gentlemen, explains why Shari <laughs> would not make it. The, the, this just like explains all of her, all her judgmental decisions, all her judgment. What did she, the we was good till she said she of all people. 
<laughs> Man. They didn't say nothing, you know, because I was still in my books. I just needed, oh you know, Ray gosh. J to join that is, me. That is the first time I've heard but... somebody say that about Ray J. <laughs> no <laughs> one in life would ever be accused of Ray J being the the guy that they pull out of their purse. No one. I have Maybe heard that. Yeah. Say. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. His mama. Hilarious. Well, this was a good kind of mashup conversation. Um, Y'all will probably notice that we do these uh, probably like once a month. And that's typically because we are tired. Burnout. Um, The coronavirus is kicking my ass. It's winning. It's winning. Every day I wake up like, is this? Is this? It is winning. Um, And so hopefully, hopefully you found something in that. I thought I enjoyed it. So, yeah. Um, But now we're going to roll into the next section, which is send one your love. Um, A time for us to send some love, some good energy to a person, a place, a thing, um, an entity. And so do you guys have someone that you'd like to send your love to this week? I do. And I am going to reverse my energy around something and send my Mm -hmm. love to my stepson, Aiden. Initially, (laughs) I was feeling some type of way that he told me that my skin was much clearer when he first met me. And then I realized from the mouth of babes, because my skin has transitioned since the stress of the pandemic getting married and becoming a stepmother (laughs) so um i am sending my love to him as i will be rebooting my skin regimen tonight (laughs) so thank you thank you honey thank you who kids let me tell you kids man Oh, and the chest. Girl, listen, listen, we got a whole little thing where I say, you know what? One day I'm going to be able to punch you in the nose and (laughs) it's not going to be considered child abuse. So just, just wait on it. Just wait on it. Hold your breath. breath. It's our, it's our little fun thing. I want to, not your fun thing. It is. Our little fun. Our little fun thing. I'm going to assault him when he's an adult. (laughs) inside <laughs> he loves it he loves it we actually box each other in the nose with boxes That's one day cute. oh lord <laughs> y'all are so funny nice. <laughs> family time at the young james household <laughs> i would like to send my love out to all the educators and staff of schools and universities out there. Yes. Including you too. Thank you, Jesus. Because this week. Including y'all. <laughs> oh, this week. I who Jesus, this week. <laughs> if you know, <laughs> if you know one, just send them some positive vibes because this is a, um, yeah, I met my students Thursday and I had to let them know we don't have a book. We don't have a syllabus. So We'll, you'll, Ma'am. Get, you'll get one eventually but just I promise you you guys will be alright Cause um, thank you I, I, listen I, I think I opened up with one of my class like listen in the spirit of transparency <laughs> this textbook is about to be new to me and you and to you. I have to get a new textbook as well because the one yes. I've used the last two years it went up by like $70 I'm like I don't feel comfortable giving no. y'all a book that oh, costs wow. this much that was my thing exactly I was like no First of all, this book cost way too much and the students hated it. So we bought to just, mm. we had to revamp and I literally got my class last minute. So no, I was like, I knew say. last year I was getting this class. So I have no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> like I had no excuses. Corona, coronavirus is my excuse. Yes. So. Hug a hug, hug an educator yes. this week, or no, don't no, hug from a distance. Sorry, send positive vibes in the age of Corona. Send, send positive vibes or Amazon gift cards. There you go. That that works. <laughs> send, send you know, cash app to a random $10. educator. Yeah. You know what? I think I might actually do that. I think I might. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Send a cash this app. week, Jesus. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, I will send my love um, to my sister, who always seems to be living her best life. <laughs> and I know, right? She, yeah, Shannon is always living her best life. And typically, I am one of the more responsible siblings in my bunch. Um, and so she always keeps me on my toes. And she always is like, 
you know, she just reminds me that life is short. And I appreciate that because Shari can sometimes be a little too responsible. And yes, I do believe there is a such thing as too responsible. Um, And so she always reminds me to live my best life. She is currently, yesterday I talked to her and she's like, yeah, you know, I came to Miami for the day. And I was like, wow, that's dangerous, (laughs) but it's also inspiring. (laughs) I definitely have thought about it a couple of times, but I I can't play with these airplanes. I've risked a lot. Yeah, but yeah. So she's a flight attendant, so she's kind of, you know, in that space. So she knows the ins and outs, but it just reminded me that life is still happening right now and I have y'all know I shut everything down I was like no I'm not doing anything I'm not leaving the house I'm closed up and that has contributed to my low mood Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I really do want to thank her for being an inspiration at times um and reminding me that life is short and it is meant to be lived yes um and so, yeah, I want to send my love to her. Nice. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Let, tell, let yeah. me know next time she got a man so she can pick up some stuff from me. <laughs> <laughs> got, got a couple of packages. Bring some stuff back. All right. Well, shout out to, to the spontaneous travel. That's a good Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a really important one. Um, well, thank you all for listening, hanging along with this ride. It was a little random. But thank you for hanging, <laughs> hanging with us. As always, you can find us on social media, Three Sykes and a Mic. Um, you can find us on, e- sorry, you can email us at three sykes and a mic at gmail.com, the number three sykes and a mic. Please rate and review and share. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to listen and like. Um, please feel free to leave any feedback or ask any questions. We love hearing from our listeners and listening to what you have to say about the episodes and we will be back same time next week so thank you all for listening yeah thank you guys